The people is very nice. And the temperature is extremely cold. And the car I drive has a heated steering wheel. You push this button and it heats up within 30 seconds. Because I'm shivering inside the car already when you enter in and there's snow about this thick and you're trying to get it off the windshield. And then the heated seat at the bottom as well as the back. If I didn't have that on, I would be shivering as I'm going to work. But God is good because he always keeps us and protects us. And I thank you for all your prayers. And today's message is going to be the last week of the month which is blessing. But today's message, you already know and heard about your blessings and how you get your blessing and where the blessing comes from. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the hindrance of your blessings. And this needs to be told to the people of God. Because if you don't know this part, then you're going to probably question God for why Am I not receiving your blessings? So we need to know that. Everyone teaches in big churches where, oh yeah, the blessing. People donate, they give their offering, but they don't understand the flip side of that. And we need to understand that very clearly, saints. Because if you don't, then you're going to probably question God if you're not doing that now. Okay? Well, what about that person? He's blessed. Well, he has a whole individual personality that's not you. We're all separate. And everybody has their own level and their own um, relationship with God. So today's message on week 11 is hindrance of your blessing. So I'm going to give you two areas that we're going to cover. Psalms 37, 4 through 5. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Okay? And we're going to do probably verse 14 and verse 20. Just to cover that. Everything else is all things what God said it's going to happen. And you don't want to read all that because you'll start feeling sad. But that's the reality of it. In Deuteronomy, it's talking about the Israelites, how God was speaking to them. How does that apply for today? Simple. We are believer and we are servant of God. We came to Christ because we heard the good news. And now we establish ourselves as believers. Now you may understand the blessing of your hindrance. But before that, I'm going to give you the dialogue in Psalms 37. Verse 4 and 5. Here it is. Psalms 37, verse 4 and 5. It says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires, plural, of your heart. Verse 5. Commit thy ways unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Let's ponder on those two verses. David called us to take delight in the Lord. Okay, he's the author 
of the book of Psalms. And commit everything we have to do to him. But how do we do this? To delight in someone. Listen. Means to experience a great pleasure and joy in his or her presence. This happens only when we know that person well. I bet you the daughter and the mother know each other well. I bet you guys know each other well. What about when a new person comes in? I don't know that person well. But it gives you an opportunity to build that relationship. To commit ourselves to the Lord means, listen, entrusting everything. No, you can't have my finance, Lord. I'm going to manage that on my own. Uh-oh. Be careful. Hearken. Not my will, but your will be done. To his control and guidance, to commit ourselves to the Lord means to trust in him. Believing that he can care for us better than we can of ourselves. Here's some bullet points. First bullet point. In love. I think there's a song that's, uh, I'm so in love with you. There's several artists. Does your heart long for him? Do you yearn for him? Do you need more of him? Do you think of him all day long throughout the week? Do you, here it is, do you go out of your ways to make time for him? That's big right there. That hit me. Even though I'm busy at work, even though I need to relax, but I have to make time with the Lord. And sometimes the Lord will tug you in the spirit. <clears throat> hey, Nick, what about me? You spend all day talking to all the subs and all the contractors and all the emails and all the, the talk. What about me? Forgive me, Lord. Shut off the TV, begin to pray. See? There's a time for all that. Eating, resting, going to the bathroom, just everything. But what about me? The second bullet point, commitment. Anyone that's in a relationship, commitment is very important. In the early stages when you're kind of courting, you're kind of like dating, everyone has a checklist. Is she beautiful? Oh yeah. Boop. Is she meets my physical need by the way she looks? You have a list. In the relationship, that list is for God. And I said those questions earlier, and those questions are needed for you to understand where you stand right now. Because if you don't ask those questions, you'll never answer those and give an answer. So ask those questions to yourself. Commitment is a journey 
that's great where you can handle where you can't handle it. So in other words, the journey is so great, I want to tap out, I want to get out of here. But God's wanting you to bunker down, hunker down, go through it. Are you committed 100%? Are you in love with God 100%? Third bullet point. Align with the Word. After you read the book of Psalms, after you read the book of Deuteronomy, ooh, you're going to think twice. It's uplifting in the book of Psalms. Deuteronomy is uplifting after you find out what are the curses what God will put. Does it apply to Christian? Stay tuned and find out. Are you aligned with this word 100%? And I'll give you an example. You read the scripture and then you kind of tweak it your own way. Oh yeah, I interpret it this way. But let me double check all the scholars how they interpret it. Ooh, a little bit off here, but let me deal with what the scholars are really saying. And then, wait a minute, I feel confused here. Now you have the ultimate Holy Spirit that gives you the final say-so of the right exhortation of that scripture. Because 75% of those scriptures, give or take, is application of the Bible in our personal life. Another 25% is talking about the knowledge and the history of the Bible of the people that was involved in here. So I want you to understand that. So a lot of this is application. And that's why it's important to not just get the head knowledge and know what age they were and what they've done in life, but to understand how that applies to us. If they can do it, we can do it. If Christ can do it, we can go through that. Is it, are you aligning 100% of the word? The next bullet point, doers. When you hear the word, do you execute by doing it? Listen. When you hear the word, do you execute it by doing it? Is that percentage 100%? If it's less, then begin to pray because that's where your area you need to work on. The last bullet point of that is trust. Hard times? If you want to see the biography of Nick, you probably would cry because of what I went through in life. But I'm not here about talking about my story, but I can tell you it wasn't easy. Hard times? Can you trust in God? Just enough money to pay your bills? Can you trust in God? <coughs> First thing I say, after you get paid, oh, man. I haven't paid this bill yet. Well, let me just pay for the next cycle. Now you have another bill due. And now you're behind on this bill. Do you trust in God? Well, I got tax return coming in. Don't use logic. Trust in God. Oh, I got money put in IRS or the IRA or the Roth or some kind of investment of my return of market, mar money market. Trust in God. What about sickness that you're struggling with? Trust in God. What about your relationship with your family? Can it improve? 
Always. Do you try to work it on your own? Try because you're an alpha role leader? Trust in God. Well, you can't go out. You can't see him. Or you can't go out because you're by yourself. Trust in God. Because there's time when you can't control everything. All you guys can't control your destiny. You might think so and you feel in your head that you can do it and you feel confident. But there's going to be a time in your life you're going to trust in God. I gave you all those illustrations for you to understand your blessing. Now what happens if you do the opposite of that? Here we go. When you don't follow God's word. If I don't say it, no one else will, and you're not going to find out, and maybe the hard way you're going to learn. Here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15 and verse 20. And everything else, it tells you curse after curse. and curse. This is directly to the Israelites. But there's an application there that we can apply. Start with verse 15. I'm reading the NLT. But if you refuse to listen to the Lord, your God, and do not obey all the commands and decree I am giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. Verse 20. The Lord himself will send on you Curses, confusion, frustration in everything you do until the last you are completely destroyed from doing evil and abandoning me. See, that's a serious message to the Israelites. Now, wait a minute. How does that apply to the Christian in the 21st century? Remember I told you earlier. 75% is application. And another 25 is head knowledge and history, what took place, so you can visualize what they went through and what kind of environment they were in. That's the beauty about the Bible. It's not only alive, the Holy Spirit reveals the Word of God to confirm the truth of the Word. And I love the Bible so much that it just becomes alive in my heart. And then the power of God displays what you just believe and embrace. Because if anyone's against you, God is always backing you up. So don't worry about what life is holding right now. Because God is with you. If we don't keep God's commandment, we not only come short of the blessing promise, but we lay ourselves under the curse which includes misery, and all the blessing and all the happiness. Observe the justice of this curse. Now, I'm not saying you're cursed. I'm just telling you what the story was, what happened to the Israelites. You wonder why they traveled for 40 years. You think that all the tribes of the 12 tribes were in sync? No, sir. Especially one tribe. They were into idolatry. Oh yeah, let's just get this fatty calf and make it pure gold. All you tribes, come on here and bring all, donate your gold. We're going to burn it and make a god out of it. And you wonder why God gets upset. 
especially with us in today's age. Now, you need to understand there's a difference between when you're cursed and when you're tested by God. There's a difference. The difference is simple. You love the Lord. You're in line with the word. You committed 100%. I'm in love with God. Look at that. When I go like this, that means you're not in line. When I go like this, you're in a perfect line. And then all of a sudden, God gives you that blessing. And all of a sudden, a trial comes. But you're in line. Look at this. That's testing like Job was tested. But when you start saying, nah, I'm going to give whatever I want. I want to get me a new car, Viper or the Corvette. Now nah, let's get a Mustang. Matter of fact, let's get a high-speed car. The extend the power of this curse, whatever sinner goes through and curse of God follow whatever the results upon them. In other words, when it hits you, you're going to see all, everything. There's a saying, everything hits the fan. And that's where your reality sits in and said, Lord, why am I doing this? Why is this happening to me? What do you think Job said? What do you think Jesus said when he was on the cross, when he bare all the sin of all human? And he felt like God turned on him. That's how great sin is. When you sin, God's back is turned on you. But a simple point and to be happy is say, Lord, I repent. And then all of a sudden God said, come here, baby. Come here. Come here, child God. And embrace you. Now you can feel that comfort and that love. But sometimes we go on our own ways and we do our own thing. And we, def we reinvent the world what the Bible should be. Uh-uh. Whatever he has is under a curse. All this enjoyment are made bitter. Listen, he cannot take any truth comfort in it. For the wrath of God mixed itself with him. See, when God gets upset with you, he'll, he'll, he'll gonna teach you a lesson. Remember, God is not in a dirty business. God is holy. But if you remember Job's story, Satan went, went to and fro. And God said, yes, you can test Job, but he's not going to curse you because I know his heart. So there's a testing there too, but don't get that mistaken with the curse when you start to get out of line with God's word. Two big things. If you're in line and it happens, oh God, help me, get me out of this, Lord, I can't take this. I'm tapping out. But when the curse comes upon you, well, no one teaches that. Well, you need to know. I'm going to tell you something. There was a time, and this was years ago, when I gave my offering, people say tithe, whatever. You're offering your money that you earn. Okay? There was time when I said, no, nah, I don't need, I go to church, I'm keeping that money, I'm ready to go down south, San Diego, and then I'm going to loop into Mexico and have me a nice lobster and all that. And you spent God's money. I've done that years ago. Then after a while, that slowly creeps up to you. And it happened to me. Nick, I'm sorry, i got to release you. Man, I just bought a car. 
I just moving into my new condo, and now you're telling me I got laid off? And that happened to me. And I began to repent. I began to get on my knees. I said, Lord, I know I did wrong. Give me another chance. And he did. As long as you say, Lord, I repent, God's back is turned the other way and said, come here, my child. That simple, guys. But when you start thinking more than beyond and above, you say, oh, God's not going to forgive me. Says who? Are you going against the scripture? Are you reinventing the scriptures? Are you paraphrasing the scriptures? Speak what it says. God, I repent. And now he turns back to you. And that bridge has been built again. After tasting the wrath of God, the curse in your life, let's translate that in today's age. Job, you're not happy. About to lose your job. Oh man, you don't even know that part in my personal life. I lift up righteousness and I live and then all of a sudden tar someone tarnish your name and the owner hears about it and says, nigga, I gotta let you go. I go, why? I finished the job on time. I was under budget. What happened? Because people start talking. People begin envy. People don't like you speaking God's word. People hate you for, for doing good. And you're going to encounter that. Says who that we are exempted from that. We have to go through that journey. You're not alone. I'm with you. We do it together. But when you have a family that's strong, no one's going to break that family. This family eventually is going to grow. It's just a matter of time. Money's not enough. There's a Christian song that says, eight days a week. Money is just not enough. And he's a Christian. And this is a Christian song. He's talking about the reality of it that God's testing you. Now if you got a job and you're a CEO and you're making seven digit figure, they can lose their job too. They're CEOs. If you don't own majority of the share, you can be oust, even though you're CEO. And I've seen that. Always sick, serious problem, health, everything you do, you touch, just goes sour or bad. There was a time that God was spoken to me about, you're going to be very wealthy. I said, yes! This years ago. And I kept that. Prophet came up to me. We had a, a revival. Prophet said, and I wasn't even looking for a, a, a word of knowledge. I'm just sitting here enjoying the word. And a prophet just began to flow in the spirit. And it was like two or three hundred people there. And I was riding in the mix of them. And I was kind of like in a mid-back area. And I got, the, the prophet go, You! And he was looking at me. And I know there was people behind me. You stand up. I said, oh my gosh. And begin to prophesy. And the high know that the spirit was moving because the spirit in here, which is the Holy Ghost, began to confirm that. And I said, yes, I'm going to be wealthy. I haven't seen that yet. And I started doing all these ventures. Yeah, I'm going to start a business. Nothing happened. So whatever you do, and you're encountering all these bad things, 
God is not only testing you, but please understand, you have to align with his word. Now, some people ride on the coattails of others, and be careful. And I'll t explain that to you. Oh, Pastor, please pray for me. That pet bull's chasing me. Sometimes you have to stand on your own. I can't be there all the time for you because I'm busy too. But there's a God that's always ready for you. All you got to say, Lord, I call upon your name. And he goes, I'm at the scene. What do you want done? But it's okay to ride under the pastor because my job is to provide that nourishment of the word and to comfort you. But there's no greater comfort than the Holy Spirit that the Bible declares that. The job of the Holy Spirit is not to only guide you and to teach you, but also to comfort you. In closing. Condition from God is to receive your blessings. Obey as Abraham did, I will go. Obey as Samuel did, here I am, Lord. Jesus obeyed at the cross. Look at it. We're blessed to have eternal life. Billy Graham that passed away, he said, Billy Graham, I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing this, I just wanted to give my take on Billy Graham, which was a, a man of God. Billy Graham obeyed and finished the race. Are you in love with God? What percentage? Are you totally committed in your relationship? I'm not talking about physical relationship, I'm talking about the spiritual relationship. What percentage? Are you aligned with His Word? Uh-oh. What percentage is that? Will you do the word and be doers of the word? What percentage is that? See? Everything is instructed us for how to live our life. The question is, what percentage is that going to be? Do you represent God? Or do you misrepresent God? Your blessing will be upon you. Here it is. I'm going to give you the punchline. You're giving in your, here's your categories, your time. I'm giving you the blessings. You're giving in your time. Relationship with Him and kingdom work to keep busy for God's kingdom. Because just because you guys say you're already in the book, what about that person? What about that homeless? What about that person that just broke up in a relationship and he's ready to kill himself? What about that person? What about the people you were close with? Do kingdom work. The second part of that is your heart. You know why this heart is important? If it stops, you're dead. Your body begins to decay. And your spirit begins to separate from this body. The heart... There's nothing in this world will buy your heart. Oh, guys, you got to get that. Let that hope sink in and let it be a home run. Your heart, there's nothing in this world. I was watching the other day, last week, Riches of Lifestyle. I was curious. 
man, I, I couldn't believe the stuff they have. Bugatti, Rolls Royce, Bentleys, Ferrari, 80-foot yacht, yes, 80-foot, 200-foot yacht. Oh, my God, that's a ship. They have money to spend. The way they dress, the way they have jewelry, the way they live, where they live. I said, wow, Lord. And I looked at it and I said, they can have it. For a moment, I said, what if, if Nick and Joy and the rest of the members and the family had that portion of that money? Would we go everywhere but that way? I'll see you in a minute. I got to go to Monaco. Give me a minute. I'll be back. See, would that buy your heart? Nothing in this world can buy my heart. Besides Joy's heart. Money. Time, heart, money is your last. I don't usually teach it, but sometimes it needs to be said. If the Spirit leads me, then I'll do it. The money you earn, the money you've saved, the money that you have, that's all yours. God has blessed you. Give and store your treasure in heaven. Don't do it because I tell you to give. Do it because you're building your treasure in heaven. Your bank account, so to speak, is in heaven. We have a physical bank account, whether it be Wells or Bank of America or whatever the case may be. You will build your treasure in heaven. So as you give, whether it be offering or bless another person, when I bless you, don't even think about paying me back. Because God's going to pay me back. If I slip a hundred on Brother Danny, don't even think twice. You know? Because God is in the business of blessing. the very last sentence of the message. Receive the blessing and have a made-up mind. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that we understand that we must be aligned with your word. We must be doers of the word. We must be a representative for God. And I pray that we pass the test daily all these obstacles is to see where our character, where our belief, and our trust is in. So we thank you, Lord, that you'll do your works in our lives. May this be a refreshing and an eye-opening for our lives so we may apply the Word of God for today. All glory and honor and the highest praise go to our God, our soon-coming King. We thank you, Lord, that you keep this family this church and all the people that's going to come in the future may you do works in such a way that people are going to say that God truly is in this house and I thank you Father and give you all glory and honor in Jesus name Amen, Amen.